The greatest thing about Shopify, if you ask me, is the API. And the reason I say that is because the API, as a software engineer myself, gives the flexibility to do pretty much anything. And now with the latest release of the API features that they're rolling out now, currently as we speak, um, you can create a completely end-to-end -end custom experience for your store. And this is huge because large brands don't want to be like in this constraint of Shopify as they have been in the past. Some <clears throat> parts of the uh, checkout have been a little bit constrained and that was mainly for security purposes. Shopify was trying to keep that button down but they've found ways to secure that now and allow for interaction with that checkout and before it was impossible. So this is enabling new features like loyalty rewards and discounts and various things. And we've talked about this on other podcasts. So the really powerful thing was right out the gate, Shopify had a great API and that's because of the backbone of Ruby on Rails, which is such a great framework and it makes API uh, you know, building in an API service to your software very easy. And so they grew that API and that their tremendous uh, detailed documentation and everything has just made that great for uh, developers like myself and others to develop out plugins and applications and give merchants the uh, functionality that they want. And that's what's allowed so many merchants to come onto the platform seamlessly and build the the store experience that they want streamline their funnel and optimize everything and get sales rolling through and then make it even more efficient over time and, and continue to grow um, shopify is very uh, progressive in terms of e-commerce so they're always pushing the needle and, and moving towards the latest and greatest in web design and you know avoiding being stagnant whereas carts like volusion comes to mind uh, they've been very late to the game with most of their features um, eBay is another one where you know it, it stayed the same for a very long time and now they're kind of trying to innovate but it's when, when you, your code gets that large that quick and you don't have innovation in mind from the get-go that's kind of what happens and so but Shopify when they they built Shopify they had the vision of, of building a easy to use e-commerce platform and I think they succeeded um, but if you were to ask me what the best part about the Shopify platform is I would definitely say the API for that reason um, just migrating a store for example uh, or setting up one through with the API it makes it so much easier than to try and use a CSV import they do have that if you want but um, if you can use the API, you should um, through scripting or, or some other tool that you have. If you need some help with that, you can contact our company, Kamari Labs, and we'd be happy to write you a script or automate something. Or um, these. And when I talk about API, ladies and gentlemen, it's an application programming interface is what an API is. And what that means is it's it's a layer of code that allows us to talk to your store with another piece of software. So <clears throat> this could be something like QuickBooks or zero accounting or something like that connecting to your store, or it could be something that's custom that uh, we built that runs just on your computer or somewhere else. And it allows things like say taking a spreadsheet and breaking that down and importing it into your store a certain way. Maybe there's some pre-processing that has to happen on that you could write a script or we could write a script 
to complete that task. And that's a lot of what we do for merchants most of the time is we either design a theme and, and code that theme for them or work with the designer they have, code that theme for them, or we're building some kind of software solution like the one I mentioned before, um, either to import data or synchronize data with another system, um, uh, monitor inventory, push sales. Uh, some of them use AI and algorithms and things to determine next moves for the store or you know, suggestive type action behavior. Um, we do all kinds of predictive modeling with artificial intelligence and everything. And we'll get into that on another podcast in the future. But there's a lot of great things that came from that API specifically. And that in conjunction with Polaris, I really love Polaris, which is a React.js component that they have as well for developers. And we're getting into the technical things uh, about some of Shopify's internals, but Polaris is a component system that allows us to build software that has native Shopify admin controls. So when you're using software that we build with Polaris, it feels native to the Shopify workflow and doesn't feel disruptive, whereas uh, software without the Polaris components might have a different interface and feel just a little different. And it gives it that unified feel of software being native to the platform and it doesn't jar your your employees and the people actually using the software day in and day out or your shipping warehouse, whoever's handling that for you has to use the software. So very nice and it, it provides a consistent look and feel of the software, Shopify software, because um, it just everybody gets used to the way those components work and it's just a better workflow. So those two things combined alone make me happy as a developer. Now, as a merchant, because I have three stores of my own, I would say the theme editor and their ability to create sections and all those things that they were able to roll out over the past four years or so in the theme editor was tremendous. Um, without that, I don't think they would have done so well, but <clears throat> because they made it so easy to customize your front end and things and implement, you know, latest and greatest web design techniques and things into the system and the use of liquid early on, they were very wise to use a liquid programming language. So it was an open source language that would continue to get better. And they created their own filters for that. Tobias is a very talented software engineer and, and he did a great job planning Shopify when he was initially laying it out. The backstory there is he ha had a snowboard store himself and he was having trouble finding software that would allow him to sell those snowboards online. He was a German national originally and so out of Germany he had a snowboard company and this is where Shopify was born. He was a core contributor to the Ruby on Rails framework and so he, he was one of the original programmers on that, that software. Again, I mentioned that in the previous podcast on my backstory. But Ruby on Rails is a framework for developing web apps like Shopify, um, FreshBooks, Twitter's a, a, a Rails app. Um, there's quite a few of them out there. Uh, but anyway, um, so he created Shopify on the Ruby on Rails framework since he was working on that anyway as an open source project. And that's what kind of started the whole Shopify thing to begin with. 
and I'd say that was early, like, 2006, maybe, um, and so, you know, later on, I met him in Vegas, and that was when Shopify was starting to catch on, and, and we were early partners, able to get partnership established with them and start helping merchants, and since then, I've never left the platform. I love it that much. Um, I use it for my three stores, and we sign up people, you know, every day. We sign up 10, 15 people a day or so for Shopify, and, you know, it's, people love it. They get on there, and they, they have a store in a few days, and they can focus on their business. They don't have to worry about, like, you know, managing a website or creating this huge web design project or something out of out of their store. So those are my favorite things about Shopify. Um, again, I think number one, though, is the API. Thank you for calling. Your call is important to us and will be handled by the next available representative. There's a lot of these drop shippers out there. This seems to be like a, becoming a thing, but the problem with drop shipping in these drop shipping stores is they don't really have a plan other than just trying to create passive income. And there's really no such thing as passive income. You've got to get in there and work your store. The, the number one reason that they don't work is because the product they have is either extremely lame, um, it's just a bad product, or it's saturated. Like there's so many people selling that exact product that you're not going to move it, or it's cheaper somewhere else and more accessible. Um, those are the number one reasons. So there is some stores that succeed at this, but it's very rare. Most stores fail miserably as drop shippers um, and close the platform. We actually don't typically help drop shippers uh, at Kamari because of the fact that they have such a, a high churn rate and we like to build long-term relationships with customers that are going to be on the platform for a while and, and you know, continue to grow on Shopify, not people that are going to open a store and close it in a few weeks because they're wanting to try something. But it all starts with product research. Um, Finding out what product will sell is huge. And I honestly think before investing money into a store or anything, if you have an idea for a product, just create a mock-up of that product and run ads and see how many people engage with that ad. It doesn't necessarily have to go anywhere. I could go to a page that says, would you buy this shirt? Yes, no. Uh, something very simple like that. And find out and do your product research early on before you invest you know, lots and lots of time and money and effort into launching a dropshipping store around a product you think might sell. So getting data early on in your ad account and figuring out what people like and you know you can even get like a short run of your product made. Um, that's another great way and just show some video of it. Um, that's another thing too is most of them don't have like any kind of video or informative way to sell the product. They just try to put like an image in the ad and some kind of discount and assume that's going to work and it won't. You really got to have a video that, that shows that product in action and why it's so great. And those ads will actually convert. Um, and you can still do drop shipping with that. Like, but you need to know where your product's coming from and how it's also going to get to you. A lot of people don't think past the checkout. So once they capture the sale, like this is drop shipping. So, so, 
And for those of you that are listening and don't know what drop shipping is, let me just go into that for a minute. So drop shipping is where you buy something from either another merchant online or another store somewhere near the, the customer and have it sent to them. And you, usually at a profit. Um, so you're selling, uh, say, like a hammer or something from Home Depot for 20 bucks and uh, you're, you're paying Home Depot $10. So you, as soon as the customer buys from you for 20 bucks, you go to Home Depot, buy that hammer for 10 bucks, send it to the customer. Now, that's not the ideal case, but that's essentially what it is. That's drop shipping. Now, Home Depot is gonna naturally send them a receipt or invoice of some type that shows the price that you paid and the customer's not gonna be very happy. So most of the time when you're drop shipping, they don't include invoices or original uh, pricing and stuff. So your customer's not saying, oh wow, I paid like twice as much. I can just go to this guy next time, um, which is your wholesaler essentially. So that's drop shipping in a nutshell. And so anyway, when when people are setting up these drop shipping stores, they just, they don't think past the sale. So they don't really think about how it's coming from that person that you're buying it from to your customer. And a lot of times these things are banged up or they're coming from China and it takes like 21 days or something to get to people. And you're just not gonna create that experience that's gonna wow customers and build a long-term business. So that's why drop shipping doesn't work. It, it may work for a while. You might get a hot product and catch a wave and make a little bit of quick cash. But in terms of building a long-term e-commerce brand or a store, that's definitely not the way to go. The real stores that survive today on Shopify or any platform are the ones that have a great story, they have a great culture, they build a community, they add value to the community, um, and they, they continue to grow and innovate. Um, and they have some unique value proposition that their customers love. And those brands are the ones that are going to win and the ones that are doing these drop shipping things for cash. Is Passive income is a myth. There is such thing as residual income, and I, I think that comes from hard work, like just working hard over long periods of time. You could get income, I guess, that you made while you were sleeping or whatever, and you want to call that passive income, but I, I call that residual income because you just have to work extremely hard on your whatever it is you're doing. It's the old saying, you'll get out of something what you put into it. So if you're putting in you know, an hour a day, or something you're probably not going to get that much out of uh, e-commerce or it's going to take you a lot of time to gain that momentum you will get something it's it's not completely wasted if you spend can only spend an hour you can spend an hour but that buildup will take you longer so the more time you can commit to your project or your business uh, the faster it'll grow and catch on and get momentum and once you have some momentum that's really what people are talking about passive income is really just momentum so you could just lay back and spend that money, I guess, but you could use it as momentum too. So it all depends on your perspective on, on you know, your business and how you're running things and where you're going. Um, if you just want to create like a, a quick money maker though, I mean, that's like those as seen on TV ads and things like that though. Those are here today and gone tomorrow and they're on to the next product. So that's kind of like the drop shippers of the internet. That's effectively what it is and it's like if you were if this was like 1980 and you were going to get into sales of product sales and stuff i mean would you build an as seen on tv product or, or would you build like you know something that customers are going to buy for a very long time 
So even though you're not selling the product yourself, you're drop shipping it from someone else, you need to really think about that product. And is this something worth selling? Is this something people need? And do they need it more than once? Is it you know consumable? Or is it something they're going to buy one time from me? And if you know, you, you take those answers and do your research, I think you can get away with some drop shipping success. But I would avoid doing that. I would rather just buy small batches of a product, keep them myself, handle the entire shipping process, especially when you're getting started, because you need that that intrinsic close uh, relationship with your customer to get an idea of what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, and how to get the experience down. And then once you have that crafted, you can start getting testimonials from that and growing, again, building momentum onto your success. Um, that's the way to build an e-commerce store, really, from the ground up, if you're just starting out. There's a lot of great stores on Shopify that have nailed this um, through trial and error and just being consistent with their branding and their message and their their efforts in terms of customer experience and customer service and all of those techniques. So it's just hard work. And we're going to talk about all those things on this podcast um, over time, all the things that you can do to make sure that your store is on the up and up with customer experience and product performance. Once again, Kamari Labs is a Shopify expert. We are certified Shopify partners and on the Shopify experts directory. If you need any help with your Shopify store or looking to get started on Shopify, need a custom theme design, custom application built for Shopify or anything else, please feel free to call us at 1-800-683-4783 and we'd be happy to help you with that. Okay, so my backstory. Uh, my name is Tim Matheson. I'm a software engineer. Uh, early on, I was introduced to Shopify, I believe in 2008 at RailsConf in Las Vegas. They were giving a, uh, a demo of the product. I, I believe at the time they had about 5,000 stores. And being a software engineer, we were at the same conference because Shopify, as you know, is on Ruby on Rails, which is a web development framework based on the Ruby language. And it allows the development of apps like Shopify, web-based software. And so I was attending this conference and was fortunate enough to meet Tobias and Cody in the early stages of Shopify. And we had decided to integrate our logistics software with them. At the time, I was working for a large logistics software company. And we had uh, integrated with Shopify. And so I handled exclusively logistics and integrations at the company I was working at at the time and got very intrinsically involved with Shopify. And I was very impressed with the platform and the, the potential. And also they supported a very good culture and work ethic at Shopify. And I was really impressed with that. So after leaving the uh, logistics software company, Years later, uh, I decided to, about 2012, join the Shopify Partners program full-time and begin helping e-commerce merchants. Since then, I've helped about 3,000 or so stores uh, launch on Shopify, uh, either through various software packages that we've developed under my company, Kamari Labs, uh, which I formed in 2012. Um, our company basically 
facilitates everything from marketing to setup of Shopify, installation of apps, custom application development for various features or, you know, just uh, analytics, all in all e-commerce, everything e-commerce, SEO, SEM, social media, everything. Um, we expanded quite a bit. Within the first four years, we grew to about 12 people. Um, Shopify was at the time doing a very large marketing uh, campaign, which grew our company tremendously. We were able to develop quite a bit of software and help quite a few merchants and establish long-term relationships with those merchants and grow the company. Um, we don't work on any other type of platform. Um, I have a lot of familiarity with other platforms, but Shopify is by far my favorite. And so we operate exclusively on Shopify stores, um, the Shopify and Shopify Plus platform specifically. So that's kind of the backstory of wh who, who I am and Kamari Labs is my company again. And uh, there will be a link in the description of this podcast. But uh, yeah, so that's uh, kind of how... I came to be and so now I created this podcast to start helping merchants or maybe people that are just wanting to become merchants and thinking about e-commerce and coming on Shopify to help them navigate the landscape. There's quite a bit of things that I know from along the way and I thought hey this would be great to get out there into some format that people could have and, and provide value to potential Shopify customers. It's a great platform and uh, I highly recommend it. I have three stores of my own, which I run profitably, and it's very easy to maintain them and continue with my day-to-day -day operations as CEO of Kamari Labs. So welcome to the podcast, everyone. This is Shopify Radio, Kamari Labs Radio, everything Shopify. If you have any kind of questions or anything, just leave me a comment, uh, shoot me a voice memo, whatever you got to do, um, and we'll get it on the show and we'll get it answered.